0: The Regular Man Podcast, where we celebrate God's gift of masculinity and the life of the regular man. I'm your host Steve Cruz, and this will be the fourth episode of season one. Today, we'll finish up the masculine mandate as we dive into part two: the application of masculinity. In the past episode, we went over the two major components of masculinity, which are the work of masculinity and the attitude of masculinity. Found out that men have work. It's inherent into us. We have a mission to take dominion, fill the earth, raise a family in the love and admonition of the Lord. And that men have an attitude. There's a certain way about us that we're supposed to walk. How we carry ourselves, how we speak, our mannerisms, even how we dress. There's a certain way that a man is. And that way is not malicose. It's not soft. It's not effeminate. We're hard, we're tough, we're disciplined. That's really what we're going to talk about today. In this application of masculinity, we're going to talk about how masculine men apply self-discipline. Now, this entire section of applying self-discipline really comes directly from Eric Kahn and the Hard Man podcast. It's such great content, man. Look him up and start listening if you haven't already. He's an absolute stud, in my opinion. Can't talk enough good about him. And if you want to be masculine, you have to live a disciplined life. And that's not a, a one-and-done thing. You have to wake up every morning. Choose to be self-disciplined. You have to choose every day to be stronger, smarter, more resilient, more disciplined. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and every day tell yourself, do better, be better, live better. It's a lifestyle that you develop by embracing the act of actually taking control of yourself, taking control of your life by being the master of your decisions and making no excuses because there's very few things that are more effeminate than a man making an excuse. If you're fat, stop eating like a fatso. Turn off the TV, get off the couch, go take a walk, man. If you're tired, stop staying up late, go to bed. If you're weak, get stronger, go to the gym, lift heavy things, do hard things. If you're unlearned on something, read a book. If you're not hearing from God, well, read what he's already said. Get your Bible open. Read it. Stop making excuses, because that's malikos. That's effeminate. The only way you're actually going to apply masculinity in your life is through discipline. And we're going to apply masculinity by applying three things. Discipline to your muscles, discipline to your morals, and discipline to your mind. Disciplining your muscles and your body is first. Because if you can't discipline your body to be healthy, to be strong, tough, resilient, you'll fail at every single other area and attitude and virtue of masculinity. I guarantee it. This isn't, a, this isn't a one and done thing. Like I said, you have to have a complete change of your attitude to be strong, to be tough, to be better, to be more. This is why the very first thing in the military, when you enter basic training, the very first thing that they do is put you through difficulties. They make you do hard things to find out where your physical limitations are and then pushed past that, then pushed past that, and then that. And that's how you become better, bigger, stronger, faster. You transform your civilian soft body into a warrior's hard body. And think about it. What do you do in basic training? They put you through very disciplined, structured and controlled environment that's physically tasking, right? They teach you how to do something. Then they demand that you meet that expectation from here on out. Everything you did was difficult at first, but you got stronger. You got better at doing it. You got faster. You got more disciplined. The time of the day that you woke up, you groomed yourself. That was all controlled. What you ate, how much you ate, all controlled. You ate what was on your plate, no dessert fatso, no seconds. Your physical exercise, you had you did push ups and sit ups and pull ups and running and jumping jacks and stretches and they were all controlled. And you had to do it the right way, the proper form, together as a group. Even the chores you did, you made your bed, you cleaned your footlocker, shining your boots, cleaning the latrine, sweeping and mopping the floor, then the barracks. They were all controlled and they had to be done the right way because it's going to get inspected and you will be held accountable. And man, I tell you, if it's wrong, the DI is going to smoke you and everybody along with you. You drilled together as a team, marching in step together as a unit, learning movement commands, practicing armed combat drills, physical combat techniques in a very controlled way. You went to class, you learned customs and courtesies, military history, first aid, survival basics, combat survival, map surveillance, and it was all in a controlled environment. You did this every day, day in and day out, for two, three, or four months That was just the start of your discipline and the discipline that you would develop in your military career. And it all started with the disciplined physical exercise on day one. It was day one of becoming a warrior. Men are meant to be warriors, and you need a warrior's body to accomplish your warrior mission. Remember that mission. Take dominion to multiply, protect, defend, bring God's kingdom to earth. Men... Protect and defend. If you're a husband, if you're a father, a grandfather, a son, a brother, an uncle, or just a biological man, one of your primary responsibilities is the physical security and protection of everyone and everything that's under your care. In other words, your job is to protect women and children and all those who can't protect themselves because that's what men do. So let me ask you, how are you going to protect yourself and your family if you never learned how to fight? How are you going to protect yourself and your family if you don't own a firearm or know how to use it? How are you going to protect yourself and your family if you're too fat and out of shape to run around the block without being gassed and out of breath? You're no good in a fight if you can't breathe. You don't have to be a bodybuilder or an MMA fighter or a master of jiu-jitsu. But what I'm saying is if you can't physically protect the people God's entrusted with to you, you're a failure as a man and you need to tighten up. You need to repent and you need to make a course correction in your life now. Now that might be hard to hear, man. And I'm not trying to be a jerk, but it's just the truth. Men today need to hear that, and they need to hear it bluntly in your face. Now, some people will fire back and say, "Well, what about the smaller guy? Does that make him less masculine?" <laughs> Not a chance, man. I know some huge guys that are absolute pansies, and I know some little guys who are as tough as nails. In fact, the worst butt kicking I've ever gotten in my life was a small was from a small nerdy kid in high school. He whooped me so fast, I didn't even know it was happening. Me, and I totally deserved it. man. I totally did deserve it. But it taught me a very valuable lesson too. Don't be a jerk. Be humble. And don't underestimate the little guy. Some of those guys are bad mamma So what about the guy who can't fight? Uh, maybe it's not for lack of trying. Maybe he's just not a skilled fighter at all. But there's a great equalizer that levels the playing field. Whether you're small in stature or old or crippled or too fat to tie your shoes... A firearm works the same for everyone. You can do your job and protect your family by responsibly owning a firearm and knowing how to use it. All you have to do is hit the target. So you need to know how they work, how to use them. Maybe you'll need a shotgun with birdshot so it doesn't go through the wall. Maybe you need a rifle with some stopping power if there's bears and cougars and you live out in the sticks. Maybe it's a pistol for self-defense. But whatever you choose, make sure you're comfortable with it and you know how to operate it. Go to your local firing range. Ask questions. Fire off a few rounds. Get comfortable with it. Feel it in your hands. Focus on the sights with a blurry picture on the target. Control your breathing. Slowly pull the trigger until it surprises you and it fires. Do that a few times. You'll be comfortable. Just hit the target. That's all you really have to do. Hit the target. Now, men strengthen their minds and their morals. The discipline it takes to increase your physical strength and your abilities also has a dramatic effect on your mind and on your morals. When you choose to resist comfort and you embrace difficulty, you build strength and endurance. When you challenge your body and exert yourself past your comfortable limits, you improve your physical performance. So, here's a few questions to ask about improving self-discipline. Step on the scale. What's that scale tell you about your self-discipline? If You look at the number for a few seconds, what's the number say about your self-discipline? Do you want to be known by that number? Are you proud of it? What's the mirror say about your self-discipline? Does your body reflect the proper treatment of the body that God's given you? Do you want to be known by that reflection? By that shirtless reflection? What does your bed and your bathroom counter say about your self-discipline? What is your car, your garage, your tools? What do they say about your self-discipline? How about your face? Do you comb your hair? Do you brush your teeth? Do you trim your beard? Your clothes, are they folded and dre- and, and, and placed in your dresser, hung up, or are they just stuffed in a laundry basket on the floor? What's your refrigerator your pantry say about self-discipline? Do you know what to eat and how much? What's your bank account say about your self-discipline? Do you know where every dollar is going? If you answer these questions honestly, you probably know you have some work to do. Where do you start? First, you make a plan. Okay, you're too fat. Start there. Start with the basic things. What makes you fat? This isn't hard. Write down what you eat and how much. Write down the calories. Start walking. Walk after dinner. Walk for a block. And then the next night, walk two. Then the next night, walk three. Don't eat anything after dinner. Do some push-ups every morning and every night. Start with 10, man. Start with 10 push-ups. You can do 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups, a plank for 10 seconds. That's it. And then add one. Then do 11 push-ups and 11 sit-ups and a plank for 11 seconds. Do that every day, every morning and every night. Be consistent about it. Do this for a month, and then step on the scale again. If you had discipline, if you had self-discipline, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you'll lose weight. You'll be stronger. You'll look better in that mirror. Your clothes will feel better. You'll stand taller. You'll be stronger. You'll be happier. You'll be a better man. That's how it works, man. That's how the plan works. You can do this for anything. It doesn't have to be losing weight. You can do this with your mind. You discipline your mind. Men need to discipline your mind and think rationally and clearly. Don't let your emotions rule you. You must rule over your emotions. Women are emotional creatures. Men are logical creatures. Men who have no mental discipline and can't control their emotions are soft, man. They're... they're, women. They're pansies. They're emotional. They're effeminate. They're malicose. But realize that every thought you have is an opportunity to discipline your mind. Take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. You have the authority and you have the responsibility to make your choices and to subject your mind to your will and to subject your body to your will. If you're disciplined, if you're undisciplined and if you're lazy and you make choices that don't challenge or sharpen your body, you'll get fat, you'll get soft, you'll get mushy. Your your mind reacts the same way. If you're lazy and undisciplined and you make choices that don't challenge and they don't sharpen your mind, you'll be fat and soft and mushy. What can you do? Same as before. You make a plan. Ask the same questions about your knowledge base or your intelligence level, your awareness of theology or history or politics. Pick one, man. Pick one and focus. Focus on that one. Read a book. Read and actually study scripture. Read that verse. Read it again. Then read the paragraph that that verse is in. Then read the chapter that that paragraph is part of. And then read the book. I guarantee you, you'll understand that verse a whole lot better. Ask what that verse is saying to the original audience. Can, can the history or the cultural context help me to understand this verse better? What does it say about Jesus? These are very simple questions you can ask about any verse. You'll be surprised how much you can learn by simply asking the text questions, interrogating the text The most important thing you can understand about disciplining your mind is it's the only way you can discipline your morals. This is important, so I'm going to say it again. The most important thing to understand about disciplining your mind is that it's the only way you can discipline your morals. Wherever your mind goes, your morals go. Because your hands and your feet, they, they only go where your head and your heart you've already been. You've already thought about that. Now you're going to do it. Your morals will be formed by your attitude and, about, and by the decisions that you make. Today's decisions are tomorrow's morals. A biblical man lives by his principles and he disciplines his morals. How do you do that? Again, have a plan have a plan, and put it into action. Speak plainly and clearly. Speak hard truths. Stand by the truth and don't back down. That's, that's how you maintain moral integrity. That's how you discipline your mind. If you've been living in sin, it's because you've allowed your mind to be compromised, and that's compromised your morality. Your compromised morality has allowed you to be comfortable with living in a sin a lot of sin, or an entire lifestyle of sin. And all that was your choice. It was your responsibility. That responsibility comes from your choices. You chose to take a step, and then another step, and then another step. And then you turn around and you're like, where the heck am I? How'd I get here? That was your own fault. You took too many steps in the wrong direction. You should have stopped. You should have repented. You should have turned around and gone the other way. But it's not too late. You can do that now. Make the decision to change your mind, choose to discipline your body, choose to discipline your mind, choose to discipline your morals. See, the masculine mandate is a requirement for every single man. And it's all about putting in your work, getting off your butt and get to work. Up next, I don't know, I'm going to figure it out. You'll find out when I find out. Make sure you subscribe on uh, wherever you listen to this stuff. Until next time, be alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong.